0: it's pretty on you as well. yeah. and I'm sure, and I'm sure, to be you I'm sure i think it. You could look good you the
1: <laughs> Isn't it great to go to a church <laughs> that people can't calm down?
0: <laughs> We're going to stand
1: together. Stand to our feet, and we're gonna praise Jesus. So, if you look in your hymnal, five hundred twenty-one, five hundred twenty-one in your hymnal, you'll find a new name in glory. This is one of my favorites, and uh, we're gonna have some fun with this and kick off the service this morning. Five hundred twenty-one.
2: me. So I'm to try it again. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Good
1: morning.
2: Okay, I got a good morning out of her anyway, yes. How are you guys doing this morning? Amen. Uh, that song will get you going, won't it? Yeah, yeah amen. Well, we've got a bunch Especially of when we do the course an extra time or two. Yes, Especially, yeah. Well, let's pray. So, Father in heaven, we do ask you that you'd be with us this morning, Lord, that you'd guide us and help us. and Father, we dedicate this music, we dedicate our fellowship with each other, and the teaching uh, that we share to you, Lord. And we thank you for it, Father. We pray that you'll be blessed. And in turn, Lord, we pray that we might be blessed. And Father, we just pray for every single person in the room today that you would have a special... A special blessing for each one of us, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. And we
1: got some announcements. I think this mic right here, Jeremy, is the one that's ringing just a little bit. This one right in the middle. It's the uh, should be labeled the uh, handheld, not
2: the wireless handheld, but the handheld. All right. Is it going to rain? No. It's supposed to rain later tonight, maybe. We need it, don't we? Hey, listen, um, if you guys would like to come and, and study the book of Revelation with us, we are on Revelation chapter 12 and 13 on uh, Wednesday nights. We'll feed you at uh, 6 o'clock, and our Bible study starts around quarter to 7. And um, I think you'll find it pretty interesting. We're also, uh, along with the book of Revelation, we are uh, putting in the book of Daniel because the prophecies, it's amazing. You can read the book of Daniel in the Old Testament and compare it with the book of Revelation in the New Testament in certain places, it's almost identical. And it's, it's very interesting. So come Wednesday night, have dinner with us at 6 and Bible study at 6.45. Women are having a Bible study on April 9th and 16th. It's already April. I mean, almost. That's amazing. Three months out of the year, Gone. April 9th and April 16th, at 10 o'clock in the uh, fellowship room next door to us, Uh, the women are going to have their Bible study, The Secret of Contentment. The men are going to have their Bible study, uh, April 9th and 23rd, and that's at 9 o'clock in the morning, and that is in the nursery, and they study, and uh, Pastor P.K. leads that Bible study, and they're in the book of Luke. (coughs) If you have any prayer requests, you can call Flo Downing, um, Ephesians four thirty two. Our scripture says this: Be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. That's hard, isn't it? The Lord Jesus forgave us for everything. It's we're supposed to forgive each other for everything, huh? Yeah. So uh, tops meets uh, Thursday mornings. Let's take off pounds sensibly, and then. Thursday at ten, the Quilters and Crafters meet. Um, women's Fellowship gathering on April second at eleven. It says bring your favorite salad, etc. There's um, a calendar in your bulletin so you can figure out what's going on for April. Okay. I have one quick
0: announcement. Um, a couple times, a couple times this last week, when I came in, the door, the back door to the Fellowship Hall was open, and so. If you're here during the week at all, if you just want to make sure that you shut that door really good, I don't think it (coughs) latches real good unless you push it. So, if you remember to do that, that would be great.
2: Also, by the way, uh, we are now uh, I call it taping, but we are DVDing our Wednesday night service and Sunday morning service. So, if you can't get here Wednesday night for whatever reason, you don't drive in the dark or whatever, um, the Videos are available for you. Okay, just ask, uh, just ask Lenora, and she'll she'll make sure that you get them.
1: I just want to say thank you from depths of my soul for the prayers. My surgery was two weeks ago. I have had zero pain. Nothing. I had sore muscles in my shoulders because they strapped my arms over my head and I thought, well, is this like the person that goes in for a root canal and they cut off his arm? Wow. <laughs> and I'm, I'm better than I could even imagine. I've had zero pain.
2: So let me clarify one thing. She did yeah. not say she wasn't a pain. <laughs> you say she didn't have any pain. I right? thought
1: that was a forgive conclusion. For yeah, right. <laughs> but I thank you so much and for the flowers you guys are so awesome. Thank you. And you notice Sandy shared that by turning her head this way and that way while she shared. So. We love seeing She made it through. <laughs> and uh, what a miracle. That's mutual. Let's continue to praise and worship this morning. Stand to your feet again if you're able. Look in your praise course book number 21. And we're going to sing an oldie that's a lot of fun. We're just going to lift this up to God. I saw the light in your praise book 21. This praise course just to just to talk to God okay I love you Lord.
2: best of our ability Lord we praise you to the best of our ability and we know that Lord God you love it we know that you love it because we come to you in Jesus name Father in heaven we just pray that you will bless all of the church services everywhere in the world that are speaking your word by means of your spirit Father in heaven we do want to ask you to bless the rest of our service the, the, um, the teaching the teachers and the students Lord We'll give you the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. offering, don't we? Let's take our offering, shall we? Thank you, John. Somebody's got to keep me straight. <laughs> I got to
1: brag about keeping you on track, but you know, occasionally we did, sing an extra chorus. Right, right, know, right, right, right.
2: Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, Father, in as a church to be a light in this community for you and we promise to give you the glory God, we pray for wisdom, discretion, understanding, and knowledge, and insight into your word, that it might uh, order our footsteps through life, Lord, that we might um, live a successful life here on the face of this earth, Lord, and then in heaven, Lord, be glorifying with you. Please just bless this, Lord, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. I love it when the Lord changes a message. Especially when he changes it right like 30 seconds before I'm supposed to give it. Just kidding. This morning I got up around 7 o'clock or so and kind of normal and uh, for some reason, I don't know why, my back hurt worse than normal so I kind of crawled into the kitchen to make me a cup of coffee. Went from the kitchen to the living room, spilled about half of it. Sat down in my recliner chair with the the hot pad on, right? And uh, I started to think about the past. And I started to think about when I first became a Christian. You know, I think that sometimes we need to think about when we first became a Christian. Because it was a very, um, for me anyway, it was a very innocent time. It was a very, uh, I had nothing. I needed nothing, I wanted nothing, and yet I had the Lord, and that seemed like enough, you know what I mean? Well, so as I, as I started my prayer, I started to actually get kind of um, uh, tearful, in a way, of some of the things that I wish I would have done in my life. Does anybody ever ever do that in their lives? yeah. You know, if if you could go back to a certain point in your life, okay, you know, where would that point be and what would you change? You know, that's that's what I was thinking about this morning. And you know, we've got a lot of troubles in this world to think about. We've got this situation in in um, the Ukraine and, and it that breaks my heart to see people uh removed from their homes by war and and not knowing where they're going. Uh, We've got, uh, you know, conflict in our country. We've got this and we've got that. And uh, sometimes it can kind of become overwhelming. So I'm going to read you. So the title of my message is this, okay? The Lord is near, which he is, so do not be discouraged or despairing, all right? Do not be discouraged or despairing. Listen to what Theodore Steinway said. He was the inventor of the Steinway piano. He says, It is the 40,000 pounds of pressure exerted on the 245 strings of a piano that create beautiful harmony. Did you get that? 40,000 pounds of pressure that is exerted on the 245 strings in a piano, and that's what gives us harmony from a piano. Wow. You know, Jesus said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. He said, in the world, you may have troubles. Pardon me? Will? Oh, he didn't say may? Oh, I'm glad one person caught it. Yeah, thank you. You will have problems. Are you all getting that? You will have problems. In the world, you will have problems. Buddy said, be of good cheer. That's what the King James Version says. If you look at that a little deeper into the original Greek, it really means to take courage. Take courage. And that's sometimes what we have to do, isn't it? Take courage. Take courage Jesus said, for I have overcome the world. That's something we need to really remember when we start feeling sad or bad or down or frustrated or discouraged or whatever. Let me tell you a story. You're welcome to turn there if you want to. I won't be there long, but it's in Numbers. It's in Numbers chapter 11. So here's the deal, okay? God had freed the children of Israel, the Jewish people, from over 400 years of slavery in the land of Egypt. They were there for 400 years, and they'd been slaves for 400 years, mistreated to the max. And so God is taking them through the desert to their new promised land. And he is leading them by means of Moses, his servant. Moses was probably one of the greatest men to have ever been born on the face of the earth. And so uh, God provided these, these millions of people that Moses is leading with what they called manna. And the word manna in Hebrew means what is it? Because it came down from the sky, God provided it for them, they were told to go gather it up, and it was like a coriander seed bread. It was, I'm sure it had to be delicious. God provi- God cooked it. It had to be really good, right? Okay? And so they would gather it up and they would eat it, and then they started complaining. Here's what numbers chapter 11 with that background says. Now the people complained about their hardships in the hearing of the Lord. You know, sometimes I complain mentally. sometimes I complain verbally. But the Lord hears it all, doesn't he? Yes, he does. So if you're going to complain, just know this. The Lord hears you. Now the people complained about the hardships in the hearing of the Lord, and when he heard them, his anger was aroused. Then the fire from the Lord burned among them and consumed some of the the outskirts of the camp. When the people cried out to Moses, he prayed to the Lord, and the fire died down. So that place was called Taborah, because fire from the Lord had burned among them. The rabble with them, rabble. It's been a long time since we heard the word rabble, huh? You know what the word rabble means, don't you? I know anybody over probably 55 does. It means kind of the, um, the troublemakers. Okay, The troublemakers, the lowlifes, whatever you want to call them. The lowlifes with them began to crave other food. And again, the Israelites started wailing. Now, I can just imagine this. You got a million people out there in the desert. Moses is there with his brother. And here's what they're saying. If only we had meat to eat. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt at no cost. Also the cucumbers, melons, leeks, onions, and garlic. But now we have lost our appetite. We never see anything but this manna. If you're going to throw yourself a party, don't make it a pity party, okay? Make it a good party, you know? So they're, they're throwing themselves a pity party here. The manna was like coriander seed and looked like resin. The people went around gathering it and then ground it in a hand mill or crushed it in a mortar. They cooked it in a pot or made it into cakes and it tasted like something made with olive oil. When the dew settled on the camp at night, the manna also came down. Now this is what I want you to concentrate on. Moses heard the people of every family wailing each at the entrance to his tent. The Lord became exceedingly angry, and Moses was troubled. He asked the Lord, I want you to put yourself in the place of Moses, and I want these words to come out of your mouth, okay? Why have you brought trouble on your servant? Now, nobody's ever said that, have you? What have I done to displease you that you put the burden of all these people on me? Did I conceive all these people? Moses, be careful here, okay? I mean, you're talking to God, all right? I mean, did I conceive all these people? He says this. He says, did I give them birth? Why do you tell me to carry them in my arms as a nurse carries an infant? Where can I get meat for all these people? There just didn't happen to be a safe way, handy, right? He says this. They keep wailing to me. Give me meat to eat. I cannot carry all these people by myself. The burden is too heavy for me. Listen, if this is how you're going to treat me, put me to death right now. If I have found favor in your eyes and do not let my face do not let me face my own ruin. Here's Moses, one of the greatest uh, persons in the Old Testament. And what did he say? He says, why are you treating me like this, Lord? Why don't you just put me to death right now? You know what's amazing? Is that Moses ended up delivering all those people to the promised land through all of their crying. Listen to what Job said. Job said this in chapter 10, verse 1. He said, I am weary of living. I loathe my very life. And yet, in Job 42, it says, the Lord blessed the latter part of Job's life more than the first part. David, David, who was said to be a person after God's own heart, right? Here's what David said in Psalm 6:6. I am worn out. In Psalm 6:3, he says, My soul is in anguish. How Lord, O long, how Lord. In Psalm 6:2, David says, Be merciful to me, O Lord, I am faint. Now, if you don't think that's good enough, Elijah, one of the most incredible prophets of the Lord, after having a big victory, you can read about it in 1 Kings, he, he, there was 450 prophets of a false god. And then there was Elijah. And they had two bulls on altars, okay? And Elijah told these 450 prophets, let's compare God's. Okay, you pray to your God and we'll see if your God brings down heaven or fire from heaven to, to, uh, to get rid of the bull, to cook the bull, and then afterwards I'll pray to my God so they prayed and they prayed and they wailed and they prayed and they cut themselves and oh for, 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 for a day or two they just it was ridiculous and you know what nothing happened so then Joe, or so then Elijah says, tell you what, bring some buckets of water, pour it on my sacrifice. Now nah, that's not enough. Pour another bucket on it. You know, that's not quite enough. Pour enough water on my sacrifice so that it runs down into the channel I've made, and then we'll see who's and then he prays. Oh God, if you're the real God, then come down and show yourself. <sighs> This fire burns up the sacrifice. It burns up the water. It burns up everything. It's just amazing. He had a great victory. And let me tell you what he says in chapter 10, verse 1. Listen to this. Let me, just give me a minute to turn to it here. I'm telling you and I don't even have the scripture. 1 Kings, chapter 19, verse 4. Here's what it says. Listen to the story. Now Ahab, who was the king of Israel told Jezebel, this was his wife, she was a bad mamma jabber. Now Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. So Jezebel sent a message to Elijah to say, May the gods, plural, deal with me. Be it ever so severely if by this time tomorrow I do not make your life like one of them. Basically, she's threatening to kill him, right? Now, we would think that Elijah, a mature man, a a believer in God, would say, You know what? Yesterday, they prayed to their gods and nothing happened. And I prayed to my God and he took care of me, so I ain't worried about what Jezebel says. Nah, that's not quite what he said. Listen Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there while he himself went a day's journey into the desert, probably about 20 miles. He came to a broom tree, sat down under it, and prayed that he might die. I've had enough, Lord. He said, take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Then he laid down under the tree and fell asleep. I don't know what you do, but if I get depressed, about the first thing I do is go take a nap. (laughs) Tell me why it helps, I don't know, but that's what I do. You go take a nap, you curl up in a fetal position, and okay, everything's okay in about an hour, right? And that's what Elijah did. Oh, all at once an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. He looked around and there by his head was a cake of bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. Now who provided that? God did. He ate and drank and then he lay down again. The angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and says, get up and eat for the journey is too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank. Strengthened by that food, he traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb. Generally speaking, a person can walk, if they have food and water, for about 30 miles. Okay, about 30 miles in a day. So this was quite a journey that Elijah went on. And the word of the Lord came to him. So what Elijah did is this. It says that he reached Horeb, the mountain of God, and there he went into a cave and he spent the night. And the word of the Lord came to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, broken down your altars, put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left and now they're trying to kill me too. The Lord says, Go out and stand up on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. It says, Then a great, powerful, great and powerful uh, windstorm. It tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake So Elijah, this wonderful, great prophet of the Lord, had a battle even after a a very successful battle with depression, didn't he? Excuse me while I take this off. I'm getting hot. Jeremiah. Jeremiah was an amazing prophet of the Lord. In Jeremiah 15.10, he says this, "'What sadness is mine,' Oh, that I had died at birth. Let me read you something that Paul says. Paul in the New Testament in 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Here's what he says. And I'll start at verse 11. Listen to this. What I'm trying to do, okay, this morning, is I'm trying to encourage you not to be discouraged, Okay? because as the song said, we're on our way to heaven, aren't we? I mean, that's a fact. Listen to what Paul said. He said, to this very hour, this is chapter four, verse 11 in First Corinthians. He says, to this very hour we go hungry and thirsty. We are in rags, we are brutally treated, we are homeless, we work hard with our own hands, when we are cursed, we bless. When we are persecuted, we endure it. When we are slandered, we answer kindly. Up to this moment, we have been, the, become the scum of the earth, the refuse of the world. Jesus in Luke 22 says this, praying to his Father, he says, I am overwhelmed with sorrow even to the point of death. If you're going through hell, keep going. Okay? If you're going through hell, keep on going. Why? Because you're going to pass through eventually. This too will pass. In 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 13, starting at verse 8, here's what it says. Listen. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. He says, Where there are tongues, they will be still. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when perfection comes, the imperfect disappears. He says, When I was a child, I thought like a child he says I reasoned like a child but when I became a man I put away childish things now we see but a poor reflection in a mirror and then we shall see face to face now I know in part and then shall I know fully as I am fully known and now there now three remain faith hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. You know, Jonah even, I mean, here was another prophet of the Lord. God gave him a a, a, a thing to do. What was Jonah to do? Jonah, this prophet of the Lord, was to go to this huge city named Nineveh. Over a hundred thousand people in the city, and they were one of the most wicked cities. It was the capital of the of the uh, empire of Assyria, and it was they were they were known for their brutality. When they conquered a nation or when they conquered a city, they would take chop the heads off of the people that they conquered, put them on stakes uh, on rows outside the city, so that when you came into town, you you'd see exactly what they did. That's pretty, pretty brutal. And yet he was told, go to Nineveh. Go preach to them. And you know what? He didn't want to do it. Why didn't he want to do it? Because the Assyrians had um, terrorized the Israelites for years. He says, I don't want them saved. I just don't want them saved. And you know what? Let me read you a prayer. A prayer that Jonah made to God. And... It, it was while he was in a very tough situation. Let me find it first. It's in the crisp pages. Jonah. Listen to Jonah's prayer. Then I'm going to tell you something about it, okay? In my distress, I call to the Lord. I'm in Jonah chapter 2, verse, verse 1. In my distress, I called to the Lord and he answered me from the depths of the grave. I called for help and he listened to my cry. You hurled me into the deep, into the very heart of the sea and the current swirled about me. All your waves, God, and your breakers, they swept over me. I said, I have been banished from God's sight Yet I will look again toward your holy temple. The engulfing waters threatened me. The deep surrounded me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. To the roots of the mountains I sank down. The earth beneath barred me in forever. But you brought my life up from the pit, O Lord my God. When my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, O Lord. And my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. Those who cling to worthless idols forfeit the grace that could be theirs. But I, Jonah says, with a song of thanksgiving will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will make good. Salvation comes from the Lord. Do you know where Jonah was when he prayed that prayer? He was in the belly of the whale. Wow right in the midst that's why he said I've sank down to the ocean depths seaweed is wrapped around my my head he goes into Nineveh and you know what that, he preaches to them can you imagine what that looked like now stomach acid is going to turn him white I'm assuming so Jonah gets up on shore he's er, a white boy for sure with seaweed wrapped around his, his head and this this Whale vomits him out of their mouth. So he's not a pretty sight. And he gets up on land and he starts preaching, you guys need to come to the Lord. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. Man, if the Lord can save you, he can save any of us, I guess. First Corinthians thirteen thirteen says, Now these three things remain, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. Faith, First of all, faith. It's to trust in, rely upon, and cling to the Lord. Let me read something to you out of Psalm 3. I know you've heard it before, or Proverbs 3, excuse me. And I want you to just take this home with you today because this is a beautiful verse. Listen to what this says. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Don't try to figure it out yourself. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make your paths straight. He will direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth. With the first fruits of all your crops, then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. My son, he says, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke, because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, the son he delights in. Hope. The Greek word elpis, and it really means confidence. We're to have faith, which is a reliance upon God. We're to have hope. We're to have confidence. You know what? When you're in the middle of the boiling pot, you need to have confidence that God knows what you're going through. You need to have confidence that he's able to lift you up out of that boiling pot. God is trying to do something in your life. You may not even know what it is. But God does. And so, you know what? I I think about it. I had someone call me the other day and they said, you know, my prayers just never seem to get answered. And so I talked to this person and I said, that's interesting. I said, because in your life, I've seen this prayer answered, that prayer answered, this prayer answered. I just named them off. Boom. Uh, Well, I guess the Lord has answered some, but... Boy, it's been a long time since he answered him. I said, well, you know what? I said, God is still formulating the answer. We look at a puzzle, right? And we look at one piece and we try to figure out where does this piece go? And God has all the pieces to the puzzle. He knows where they all go. And that one piece of the puzzle that you're working on right now that you can't figure out where it goes, God knows where it goes. All you need to do is trust in him. Faith, hope, confidence, and love. And Revelation chapter 22, verse 12 says this, Behold, I am coming soon, my reward is with me, and I will give to everyone according to what he has done. My friends, God is gonna send Jesus Christ back. He's sending him back, and you know what? Like it says in 1 Corinthians 13, we don't see the whole picture right now. You ever look through a Coke bottle or a beer bottle, you know, and you tried to make out a a picture and you're like, well, I can sort of see something, but I can't. That's kind of the way heaven is to us right now. We can sort of see it. We can sort of feel it. We can sort of, you know, imagine it. But you know what the Bible says? The Bible says, Your ears have not heard, your eyes have not seen, neither has it entered into your heart the things that God has prepared for those that love Him. You got that? Johnny, you got a song for us? Let's pray. Pray with me. Dear Father in heaven, please forgive me for my sins, please cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Help me, Lord God, to see the puzzle through your eyes. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's stand and
1: let's end the service today. A little different, but let's, let's end it in praise, okay? We sang this praise song earlier. Let's just end the service in praise. If you can stand to your feet. I love you,
2: okay and that's something to be pretty encouraged by god bless you have a great sunday go out and have a good lunch eat a pancake on me